welcome to the Evidence-Informed Teaching Podcast. Are you a teacher wanting to improve your classroom practice and deliver excellent teaching through access to research? Do you have a passion for teaching and are looking to connect with other like-minded colleagues through professional discussions? The Charter College has partnered with TeacherTap to support teachers to deliver excellent teaching through access to research and we invite you to be part of this community. On this podcast you will hear from fellow teachers, research experts and you have the opportunity to be part of this professional discussion. You can find out more about the Charter College of Teaching and TeacherTap in the show notes and if you find this episode helpful why not share it with a teacher friend take a screenshot and post it on your social media or even better leave us a five-star written review welcome to your monthly summary of teacher tap findings i'm karen westpizer and i'm going to be guiding you through some of the top topics that tappers have tapped this month we've had 9,000 teachers tapping each day So you can trust that this data is a nationally representative view of what teachers in England think. Today, we're going to run down my top favourite findings from the month, but you can find lots more findings on the TeacherTap blog and each day in the TeacherTap app. Download it if you don't have it already. So in top of the pop style, let's run down from five to one. And in at number five, what's more stressful, a pandemic or a strike? So obviously strikes are not a particularly pleasant time for anyone. The education secretary seemed pretty annoyed by union leaders recommending that teachers don't inform school leaders if they're going to be off on a strike day so as to maximise disruption. But how stressful did strikes turn out to be for school leaders and for everyone else? On TeachTap, we've been tracking work-related anxiety since before the pandemic. And you may have seen some of the graphs that we've produced on this before. So on various Tuesdays since 2019, we've asked teachers to rate their anxiety out of 10. And we look in particular when teachers rate themselves 8 out of 10 or more. Before the pandemic, the rate of teachers giving themselves an 8 out of 10 or more was around 8 to 12% on any given Tuesday. And the heads and school teachers, class teachers were roughly the same in terms of anxiety. But since the pandemic, head teachers have been running ahead of the pack. And up until this September, everyone was running slightly hot. So everyone was feeling a slightly higher average anxiety compared to back in 2019. How did the strikes go on our anxiety meter? Well, the day before strikes, 20% of heads registered high levels of work-related anxiety. That compares to 38% the week before the first pandemic lockdown and 53% in the second pandemic lockdown. So overall, the head's anxiety is pretty much on par with most of 2022. So our conclusion is that strikes are about as stressful as the entire year after a pandemic, but nowhere near as stressful as the weeks just before one. Finding number four, the difference between primary and secondary schools when it comes to workload. So this month, it was reported that the Education Secretary is looking to drastically reduce workload in a bid to end strikes. 
So naturally, at Teacher Tap Towers, we've got workload on our minds. And so we asked teachers to tell us about the most unproductive tasks that they're asked to do in schools. This was an open question, so we've compiled and looked through all of the responses. Nearly 4,000 teachers told us what they thought about this. So for senior leaders and head teachers, the main thing was about unproductive administrative tasks and meetings. And that was the same across primary and secondary schools. But amongst classroom teachers, there's some quite interesting differences between primary and secondary. Let's start with primary. So in primary, lots of you told us about unproductive marking, about data and paperwork, and about creating displays. We were also quite surprised by the number who mentioned trimming, gluing, cutting, sticking as the tasks that they're having to do um, and, and finding quite unproductive. So primary teachers summed up their workload as being marking for the sake of it, replanning lessons for new initiatives and doing SLT's admin. Another said, it feels like I'm a marking machine instead of a teacher. Over in secondary classrooms, the responses we got were a bit more diverse than primary, so more different tasks were mentioned. Um, but ones that we saw being picked up again and again were about excessive paperwork and bureaucracy, about marking and assessment, about Ofsted preparation, and about data inputs and analysis. One secondary teacher summed it up for us by saying, just general whimsically ill thought through directives on day-to-day -day stuff, such as requiring an icon on all slides or logging every toilet request. But I don't want to leave you on a negative note. Some things have got better over recent years. We track this stuff regularly on TeachTap, so we're able to see the good stuff too. Um, and the proportion of teachers saying that they have to submit student data six times a year or more has fallen substantially. Just four in 10 teachers are asked to do it this frequently now, down from six in 10 back in 2017. And also on data, flight paths, that is data that attempts to map the progress journey that students are expected to make um, based on student prior attainment. So flight paths also seem to be being phased out. Flight paths were always rare in primary schools. Only 14% uh, told us about them back in 2019, and that's dropped to 6% now. But even in secondary, there's been a massive reduction. So back in 2019, over half of teachers in secondary schools said that they had to do flight paths. And this is now down to just under a third. Finding number three, primary teachers love homework. So we asked teachers if they think students at their school are given too much homework. Around half of teachers disagreed with this statement, but there was a particularly strong contingent from the primary school teachers disagreeing with this. Not only do the primary teachers most strongly disagree that too much homework is already set, Many also told us it's an essential part of education for students of all ages. So the question we asked was, for what ages of children 
do you think homework is an essential part of education? And right from age four through to age 16, primary teachers felt it was more essential than their secondary counterparts did. Some of the biggest gaps we saw were homework for eight and 10 year olds. Over half of primary teachers thought that homework was essential for 10 year olds compared to fewer than a third of secondary teachers. Why is this? We, we don't really know, to be honest. Could it be the impact of homework on those early basics, such as phonics and reading and times tables? Or could it be less familiarity or less confidence amongst secondary teachers about what's going on in the primary curriculum? Let us know what you think through the normal social channels. Down to the top two, and I give you a bit of a clue. They're both lovely, heartwarming findings. Number two, teaching is a rewarding profession. Obviously, I hear you shouting out, but we've got some nice empirical evidence to prove this. So as schools broke up for the February half-term break, we asked teachers to reflect back on the past half-term. And we do this question quite frequently, so we're able to look over time. Um, we give a list of various different uh, descriptors for the half term. And as always, teachers told us that the term had been hard work and had been tiring. But what caught our eye this time was an increase in teachers who told us that the term had been rewarding. Back in 2021, which was admittedly a bit pandemic-y, 29% of teachers chose the adjective rewarding as the word that best described the term. And now that's increased by 10 percentage points to 39%. We wanted to check on some of these rewarding aspects of teaching in a bit more detail. So we asked teachers whether this phrase is true for them. Most days, I feel a sense of accomplishment from my work. Nine out of 10 teachers told us that this statement was somewhat of very true for them. But which roles felt the most accomplishment? Well, when we looked uh, at seniority, heads certainly feel the greatest senses of accomplishment. 32% of heads chose to say that that statement for them was very true. But when it comes to school type, there was little difference between primary and secondary schools. But where we did spot a difference was amongst AP and special schools. 25% of staff in AP and specials told us that it was very true that most days they feel a sense of accomplishment from their work. I have to give a little caveat though, our sample is a little bit small amongst AP and special school teachers, so there could be a little bit of a margin of error on that one. Help us out by fixing that. If you're in an AP school, if you're in a special school, download TeachTap and join in so that we can bring up that sample as well. And my top finding from the month, it's all about the kindness of school communities. We asked, what's the kindest thing a pupil or a colleague has done for you in the past half term? It's another one of the open questions. So people could just write in the kindest things that they've done. Um, and we had over 3,000 teachers responding. Um, and this is just a little wrap up of some of our favourites. First off, the gifts. 
Um, so a teacher wrote in to tell us uh, about a group of students who had given them a football. Not just any football, though. On the football, they'd selected their favourite passages from the Bible and written those onto the ball for them. Another teacher told us about when she was pregnant with twins and one of her students brought in a little knitted octopus. And she said that her nan had knitted them for the babies. The teacher told us it made her cry. It made us cry a little bit too. There were some odd gifts though. One of our favourites was a teacher who told us about one of their year 11 students who knew that this teacher loved wearing brightly coloured tights. So the student brought in for the teacher some tights that their nan was getting rid of. Weird, yes, but definitely sweet. Many teachers also told us about colleagues who had given them small gifts. Biscuits, a snack, a favourite drink. Diet Coke came up quite a lot. Other soft drinks are available. These were given out when teachers had a good day or, or a bad day. Some people wrote in to tell us about how kind people were around bereavements. There was one example of a teacher whose dog was sadly terminally ill and she explained this to her year 13 saying that she was going to have to take a phone call during their lesson and she came back from lunch that day to find a box of chocolates left by that class but as well as the big gestures the gifts and things loads of people wrote in to talk about the small words that matter to them just saying good morning and how are you one teacher said how much it brightens their day because often this is the, the first person that they've spoken to and it, it's a nice thing to do. Another gave an example of how they'd been talking to their class about a suicide of a former student. And the teacher was talking to the form about how, as a teacher, they would always be there for their pupils if they needed someone to talk to and needed someone to reach out to. And after that talk, one of the students made the teacher a little note saying, thank you, miss. I'm also here too if you need someone to talk to. So many nice examples. Far more than I can mention in this podcast. Teach Taps co-founder and CEO Laura McNerney has put together a whole Twitter thread of them. I recommend that you find that thread, that you bookmark it and you come back to it on these cold winter nights when you need a little bit of cheering up, when school hasn't gone great and you just need to remember the good times. And that's it from this week. Let us know if there are any topics that you think we should explore or questions you think we ought to ask on TeacherTap. You can find out more information about the topics we've discussed today, including lots of cool charts on teachtap.co.uk. And if you haven't already, you can find TeachTap in your app store or your play store. Download it. It's free. Get tapping and joining in. If you have enjoyed today's episode and would like to access more research evidence for your classroom, you can join the Charter College of Teaching for as little as $1.96 per month at www.chartered.college. And remember to download TeacherTap free from your app or Play Store to share your views, opinions and experiences from the classroom. Every voice makes the picture clearer.